courtesy of Bow. Sports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes. You can subscribe to this lovely, sexy, wonderful podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcasts, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Bob on Bulls. The show totally, utterly, foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. I am Big Day. I'm C-Dub. What's happening? What's up, man? Yeah, have fun seeing you yesterday, man. That was cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. Uh, you know, we, we don't see each other often. No. I was just saying that yesterday. Person. Like, I ain't seen you in person in months, bro. Like, it's been it's been months since I seen you in, in person. Yeah, it's been, it's been some time, and uh, and also just in person watching the Bulls game. Yeah, was <laughs> the last time that happened? happened? That's been years, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years since we've done that. Sorry, you know, hey, got busy. I apologize, uh, but. <laughs> No, it was cool. We had fun yesterday. We hung out with a bunch of uh, Bulls uh, podcasters and writers. Uh, shout out Celine, uh, Jack Silverstein, Jack Silverstein, excuse me. That was our first time meeting him in person. We've been talking yeah. to Jack for like five years. And <laughs> me, and, me and Jack be having deep conversations with five yeah. We ain't never seen each other in person. But uh, shout out to him, C-Red, Fred, uh, Doug Thonis. Um, am I leaving out anybody? I think that's everybody. Uh, you got yeah. Matt? Did you say Matt? Oh, Matt, my man, Matt Peck. Yes, that I do locked on bulls with. Yes. <laughs> main man, Matt Peck, who I see all the time, who I see more than Chris. Yes, main man, Matt Peck. Uh, shout out to him. Um, and shout out to Peace Pizza. Uh, and everybody looked out for us. Shout out to my man, Bill. Uh, shout out to Ryan, who really took care of us. And yeah, we had a great time, man. It was a great time hanging out with y'all and watching the Bulls victory. It was real cool. Yeah. We had great seats too, man. And like you said, the, uh, they treat us very well. Yeah, they, yeah, it's a very nice establishment, man. Very nice. We will, we will be <laughs> back. And yeah, it was fun, man. But we are here today to continue the love fest of the Chicago Bulls and keep talking about it. Um, we bought in a podcast family. Like I always say all the time, this man feels like our cousin. Um, <laughs> feels like we just related. Like, that's just what it is. Uh, from the According to Sources podcast, where he this one you know the Bulls are doing good because he actually came back and did a podcast. Man, don't According do that, to Sources man. podcast, don't do that. I'm very happy. <laughs> came back on Twitter. Hey man, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Okay, I'm just happy that you're back and you're doing the podcast again. It is a great podcast. When hey, I, man, I had told you, man, I told you. <laughs> Look, I stopped podcasting when I was buying my house, man. I told you that it wasn't the Bulls. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Why? I can I have my narrative? My narrative sounds better. I like. I like my narrative. You come with real life stuff. I like. I like the. I like this one. This is a little better. But yes, that's our gay, our guy, our main man. That is Andre Williams, my man. Andre, what's up? Thank you guys for having me again. It feels good to be back and not, you know. Tear my hair out about the Bulls. Feels good. Yeah, <laughs> feels nice, man. Yeah, it does. wow. Um, we talk we talk back and forth a lot uh, on Twitter, Drake, uh, just about the game and you know how it's going on and everything. But did you expect this from the Bulls? Where they are so far, the Bulls are ten and six. 11 Eleven five. Excuse me. Eleven and five. Excuse me. Bulls are eleven and five. And did you expect this record? For Chicago Bulls right now. No, I don't think, I, you know, anyone who tells you that that doesn't wear a Chicago Bulls jersey professionally is lying. <laughs> you know, I expected them to be good. You know, I've coined a term, you know. Yes. I, I, I called DeMar DeRozan bad fit. That's his name. Yes. yes. Going <laughs> forward, even if he goes to another team, 
Yeah, at some point he's bad fit. You know, yep. we had a lot of you know people saying that that wasn't going to work between him and Zach. Um, the size would be a problem, and sometimes it is that they wouldn't be a good defensive team, and that's verifiably false at this point. Um, but no, I didn't think they would be eleven and five. You know, I figured they'd be somewhere third, you know, fourth and uh, east, somewhere around there, but not fighting for you know the number one spot in the east at this point. No, I didn't think that. Uh, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. It feels good to have a actual organization again. I, I love it. Was there was there a game in particular that you saw where you were like, okay, yeah, this this is for real right now? Like, Actually, the first game? first game, first wow. game, the first wow. game. Because you know what, <clears throat> the last few years they lost they lost that first game. Because you want to know what, the last few years they have lost that first game exactly <laughs> like that. You know, it was a game, Charlotte, not Charlotte. I don't even remember who the hell they were playing. Pistons, Detroit, 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 Detroit. Right. Detroit didn't know they were a bad team yet. Teams typically don't figure that out until probably like week two or three. Like, oh, shit, we suck. But that first game, they don't know they're bad. So they're out there and they're playing the Bulls like they're supposed to win. I think the year before we played Charlotte in the first game and they didn't know they were a bad team. Hell, we didn't know we were one at that point. And we thought we were good and we were supposed to win that game. We lost it. You know, these are games that the Bulls lose. Yeah. Like, we're losers. <laughs> like, this is what we do. <laughs> we play hard for three quarters. And then some way, somehow, we collapse. And DeMar and Zach in that first game just said, no, we won't. We're not losing this game to the goddamn Detroit Pistons. They're trash. You know, I like Jeremy Grant. And, you know, I like that they play hard. But we're not losing to a team like this because we're not supposed to. And in years past, we would have lost that game. And that showed me, like, okay, this is different. You know, you have two guys that can do something where before all we had was Zach, who could do anything. So, yeah, that first game was, um, to me, sir, noticed that things were going to be different. And they just, you know, they just carried it on from that point forward. Chris, was it a game for you that you saw that changed it? Yeah, I go through the schedule. I recall maybe the Pelicans game, the second game, because because that kind of like showed me that they could do, you know, they could play well back to back, so to speak, and it, and it, you kind of kind of get an idea like, okay, that's how they're going to play, that's how they're going to defend, and preseason is carrying over to the regular season because the preseason, I was, I was, I was the truth, I was kind of bought in. Well, before the preseason, because we, I think David and I both were positive on the team, but oh, yeah. I was really bought in yeah, yeah, yeah. when I, the preseason. And I, I know what I know it's preseason. I know that, but I remember my dad was watching preseason game. I watched my dad, and it was about like fifty points. My dad says it's preseason. It's preseason, Chris. I said, but dad, yeah, I get it, but it's fifty points. Like <laughs> if it was ten, I would I would understand. If it was twenty. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's preseason. Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around That's fifty points. I'm like that's something that's different. That's different. So then they carried it over, like you said, to the when they won that, that Detroit game, and then they played well against the Pelicans. Um, I was like, okay. And they look like exactly how I pitched it in my head, which is crazy because that doesn't always happen with fans. Yeah. Put the, yeah. These, these teams you put together in your head and say this should happen, that should happen, and everything was happening according to playing to my brain of how the Bulls should operate on the floor. And a slight plus, too, because I think, as we all three have got to admit, that these players brought over Caruso, DeRozan, even Jones, 
they're better than we thought. We thought we knew they were good, but they're actually seeing them play on this team with the passion they play with, with this team particularly, and also they're seeing them play on a regular basis instead of just seeing highlights on ESPN or whatever or seeing that 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 uh, that one week that game once a week on TNT. See them every game play, you realize how good they are. They're actually a little slightly better than I thought. And of course, I include Zoe in that list as well. That that was gonna be my next question actually to you, uh, Drake. Like, was what player has surprised you the most with with how they play? Not not with um, because I'm sure we all, like you said, Chris, we all knew they were good. But I'm sure that somebody you was just like, dang, I didn't know it was gonna be that good. Yeah, I, you know what? I kind of talked about this um the last podcast we did on uh, according to sources, Caruso. Um, and he's not even shooting particularly well, but I haven't seen him have a maybe one bad game, maybe one bad game mm-hmm. so far out of the you know 16 they've played. That dude is a defensive problem. Yeah. And it's not necessarily his on-ball defense. He blows up plays before they even happen. Quite often. It was um, I know everyone was looking at the play against uh, Morris last night. When he, you know, he stopped the play, you know, he jumped the uh, pick and roll, he deflected it, he blocked the shot. But it was a play against Will Barton at the top of the key where Will Barton was cooking people. I mean, he was cooking and Caruso shut down everything he wanted to do. And he stopped him from going another way with the play. Um, I mean, it's obviously, you know, DeMar DeRozan is what he is. And whether or not he continues this for the season, who knows? Um, Lonzo is a known factor and I even knew Caruso was good but this good absolutely not I mean you really can't run plays toward him especially late clock situation plays because he knows the other team's plays I don't know how often the dude reads the scouting report you know he's not Jamarcus Russell you know what I'm saying I've said this before you know where he's lying about reading the you know, the scouting report, he knows other teams' plays. And then, like, uh, quite often teams are like, yeah, he's calling out our plays before we start running them. He knows our sets. Yeah, yeah. And then he's blowing up your play. He's jumping your pick and roll. He's jumping your screen. He's stopping this guy from going baseline. On that play um, a few games ago, result threw the ball. I mean, that pass, man, you talked about that ridiculous pass, and he had one again last night that defied physics. Yes, but, he did. Yeah. Um, the reason why they had that play happen is because Caruso jumped a cutting big man mm. and stole the ball before the dude passing the ball knew Caruso was there. Mm. You know, he's kind of LeBron-esque with defense. And I know that's like, you know, he's not LeBron, obviously. But the way LeBron knows offense mm. and calls out offensive plays like that, he does that defensively for the Bulls. He's like, he's carried that over probably from playing with LeBron you know, to be that type of a quarterback defensively. So if if it's any one player that I did know was good, but not this good, it's him. Mm. Chris, who who has it been for you, like the one player? Man, all of them, but the one that makes stand out. <laughs> Wait, all of them? I agree with them. I wanted to say that, but I didn't. But, like but I got to pick one. The question is to pick one. Wow. I would say I was, I would say DeRozan, not because I think DeRozan is going to be good. I knew he'd be good. But I don't think anybody thought he'd be MVP caliber good in this beginning season. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's MVP caliber right now. Yeah, you know? Great. And I don't think he could do that all year. But I didn't think he'd be that good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's rare, right? So I think he surprised me with um, his his aggressiveness and his confidence in his game with his team so early. You know, he came in before, and I seen him on podcast talk interview. Very confident guy. 
And I knew he's a great player. I, you know, San Antonio's a great player, so I, I was positive on DeRozan. But for him to come in and play MVP level and not question it, not that none of this like is that team or not. He's like, no, I'm vet, I'm getting mine. This is what we're gonna do. I'm the vet here. I've been here. I want I want playoff team, playoff playoff games. And yeah, I did not expect that off that that kind of aggression or offense from him. And play play at this high level. I didn't do that. I just put that on off because because I would thought I think everyone here would would have thought the roles would have been you know uh, uh, the opposite, right? You you, you would told me that Zach was the MVP caliber player and DeRozan was the second fiddle on the on the Bulls. You'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Zach is supposed to be that guy having his positive season, but no, DeRozan flipped. DeRozan is the offensive you know juggernaut on his team right now, um, scoring wise. And um, yeah, I didn't expect that. It's funny you said that because I was talking to some uh, friends last night about the game and they were a little bit surprised about how the Bulls decided to end that game. <clears throat> and I was telling them, like, like, I know you want Zach to end that game, but, you know, he did his flurry in the fourth quarter. He got his 12 points. They probably should have put him away then, but they didn't. But one of the things that DeMar does well, that Zach, for whatever reason, I mean, DeMar gets fouls, man. Like, and then that pick and roll at the top of the key with them too, like it's almost impossible for teams to defend that because Zach can stretch the floor, you know, almost to half court. And that's why DeMar has the ball in his hand at the end because he can't do that. Mm-hmm. What he can do well is get downhill. Yeah. So you set a screen and Zach goes to the logo. Like, are you going to leave him out there? Because he just showed you like two plays before on the right wing that he could hit a three from the logo. So now you got to go out there and DeMar's going downhill. He's getting a foul and another foul and another foul and another foul. And some of those plays that if it would have been Zach doing that, one, the spacing wouldn't have been there. And two, Zach probably is not getting the call, even if a dude punched him in the face. So, you know. You know you know who's, who surprised me the most on this team with how they played is Ayo DeSumo. Mm. Like, he's been the most surprising to me because – just because simply, you know, coming in as a rookie and you don't know how much time that player is going to get and you don't really know what kind of impact they're going to have. You you can assume, you know, you can look at their makeup and say, you know what, they should be good. And, and when I saw him and I saw how he spoke and I watched how everybody said he has all these questions and he's, you know, always first one in, last one out, you know, kind of mentality in the gym. I was like, oh, no, he's going to be nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, he's going to have some playing time. You know, he's going to get, I was like, he might spend some time in the G League and things like that, but it won't be too long. But, you know, he's going to be a contributor on this team. First game of the season. (laughs) Billy Donovan puts this dude in and he does nothing but come through. And what has surprised me the most is the only like real rookie mistakes I point out on him are really small ones, like his finishing at the rim. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, you got to finish stronger than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't – this is the league, bro. Like, Cats know you about to lay that in. You got to yeah, go you gotta turn that over. Yeah, you yeah turn exactly. It over. Exactly. I saw him yesterday uh, jump in the air and make a bad pass. A bad like, pass. He jumped passes a lot. But you yeah, know who used yeah. to do that? Kobe did that in his rookie year. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, these are small things for me. These aren't, you know, things like, man, I don't know if you can shoot. Man, I don't know if you can take the pressure. You know what I mean? I don't know if you can handle this. He's putting him in in the fourth quarter of like some close games and he's coming through that Celtics game where that dude didn't miss a shot. Mm -hmm. Like he was on fire this last game against Denver. 
He had huge three pointers. For he the hit Chicago two Bulls. other three pointers, and they called yeah fouls. And yeah, them yeah, right. And he still hit them right. Still and he hit them joints. He has been so and and not. It's been shocking his play, but just how impactful it's been. You know what I'm saying? How important it's been. You know, and Billy Donovan, and this is credit to him, man, because that dude really instills. And I know he's confident, but he really continues to instill faith and confidence and trust in his players. And he said that about him. Like, I got all the faith in the world in him. You know what I'm saying? I know his makeup. He's going to be fine. You know, we're putting him in. He'll continue to tell him that. Uh, I'm just, I've seen him make steals after after uh, scoring possessions twice. I've seen that twice this season. Like after the Bulls score and the team tries to inbound the ball, he takes it from them and then he puts it back in the basket. Mm-hmm. I've seen him do that twice, man. That's that's great stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that you just have to know. You know what I'm saying? To do. And that just comes with hard work and all the other stuff. But for me, I mean, he's been the most surprising for me. I think if I had an honorable mention, it would be Billy Donovan to be completely mm, about most surprising? with you. As, Interesting. Yeah, because I knew Billy Donovan was a good coach. Yeah, me just from you know from Florida, but I think a lot of people soured on him because he had to coach Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Right. So like, it was kind of like bringing in uh, Dwayne Wade and Rajon Rondo, and then say, "Hey, Fred Hoiberg, coach these guys." <laughs> <sighs> Probably not. You know what I'm saying? So people kind of were down on Billy Donovan as a coach. I've actually heard people go as far as to say before he came to Chicago, he was a bad coach. Like, mm. nah. The two-time dude who won back-to-back championships. I know, I know. absolutely right. not, man. He's not a, a bad NBA coach. Like, okay. Absolutely okay. not. It's very difficult to come in and coach Kevin Durant. I mean, what are you going to tell Kevin Durant about playing basketball? Like, nothing. What are you going to tell Russell Westbrook about playing basketball? He, if he listened, he'd probably be better, but Correct. he doesn't really <laughs> seem to listen. So, Correct. Correct. You know, it's, it's not his fault. But now he has two star players who are willing to buy in to what it is he's selling, and he looks much better than he, he probably has before in the NBA. And I think also you you kind of saw uh, what you're saying when he had to coach the Chris Paul-led Oklahoma City Thunder. You kind of saw his coaching acumen kind of really take hold and, and take shape because – That was a hell of a job. My God, nobody thought that team was even going – well, they have a 0.2% chance yeah. of making the playoffs, according to there everybody. Yep. Ended up what six six seed out there like that was an excellent basketball team and he coached the hell out of them and he brought in Shea Gilders Alexander you know and all those guys he really instilled a lot in them you know what I'm saying and and you still sound to see it now when you look at Oklahoma City Thunder and, and how they play he it's left still, his imprint yeah correct he definitely left his imprint and it was very serious so yeah shout out to him and also this is a side shout out and Chris will appreciate this side shout out to Mo Cheeks because what Mo <laughs> Cheeks has done. And especially for the Bulls, because they run very small ball lineups, mm-hmm. Mo Cheeks coaches defense. And if it's anything that dude knows, it's defense. And if it's anything he knows, it's being a defensive guard. You know what I'm saying? And the Bulls have a bunch of guards. So adding Mo Cheeks with the high defense IQ of Lonzo Ball and of Alex Caruso, but then also instilling him with Zach Levine, who wants to get better, who wants to be better, who, who has been better playing defense uh, this season. Then you throw in Io, who is also very good at defense. And then DeRozan, who had, we, we haven't even talked about him being bad at defense at all, have you? 
No, DeRozan is cool. That's normally the first thing people talk about if you're talking about his defense. Yes, (laughs) you you point that out first. I think Motiques has a lot to do with that, you know what I'm saying, and how that team uh, looks defensively, Chris, and how those guards are performing. Yeah, you definitely have to have to have the players, you know, to play the way you you want your players to play, right? So Moshe's, of course, uh, it made it made uh, still leader for quite quite a long time, um, and the players on his team they attacked the ball, and you saw it a lot in preseason with guys are teams not playing that hard, but the Bulls were, and especially Io because um, he he every time this is summer league. He was not like you mentioned before, like uh, like sneaking up and, and and being alert and and trying to steal the ball when the other team is sleeping, or he would attack the pass after every pass on top of the key. Like he would try to attack the ball. He didn't just let you pass the ball on top of the key, pass the ball. No, no, I'm attacking the ball. I may not get the steal, but the fifth time I'm going to bother you enough where you're going to throw it away. I'm going to or one time you get lazy with it, I'm going to tip the ball away and get a fast break runner. You got him doing that, and you have like two other players doing that. That's the, that's that's what they do, right? Uh, you know, and on uh, ball, especially the same same way, they attack the basketball. They don't just sit back. They they end aggressive. They come. They bring their defense to you. And same thing with Caruso. He attacks the ball. Attacks the pass. He doesn't let you. They don't let you do lazy entry passes or lazy bounce passes on top of the key. You have to be focused and you have to be alert, or else you're going to get the ball taken. And it's going to be a fast break down the court. Mm-hmm. That's something. It's hard to teach. That's something Moshe's definitely knows mm-hmm. and appreciates. And what's also great to watch defensively on this team is see how the Bulls jump those screens down. They know how to get around the screen. They don't just let the screen happen. They aggressively know how <laughs> to go top of the screen and guard their man. Every one of them do that. Even Zach. Zach is a caught up. Stacey Key mentioned it a few times. We all seen it. He'll get caught up on the screen and then wouldn't know what to do. He even gets, gets the top of the screen and knows how to defend his, uh, the, the guy with the ball so he can get around and guard his man so there's not that much switching going on. Uh, so that, on top of you know, the Dublin defense uh, players we have with the mindset of attacking the basketball, the dribble, the pass, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to teach, but like you say, you got that mindset. No cheeks, no steals. And I'm pretty sure you know, he has a lot of toys to play with, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and it's fun. It's fun to watch. Like, I like watching de- this team play defense as much as offense. Yeah, I like watching them yeah. play defense because I, I know something actually going to happen. Balls get tipped, you know. Somebody's going to run across and, you know, anticipate a pass or a screen, whatever, jump it, whatever. So it's uh, it's fun to watch both ends of the floor. Dre, I wanted to ask you uh, about Lonzo Ball. Um, now I I think it's easy to discuss his impact defensively on this team, but I kind of want to talk about his impact offensively and what he's providing because you kind of touched on it when he's making just, you know, scientifically mind-boggling passes you yeah. know what to these guys and getting these guys into, you know, their sets faster and pushing the ball and the things that he's doing that might not show up uh, in the stat sheet because a lot of people will just look at the stats and, and say these things. What, what do you um, have to say about Lonzo Ball offensively and what he's done for this team? Well, you know, like a really good thing about Lonzo one, he's a point guard that can grab a rebound, right? But then on top of that, he's not a point guard that has to pound the ball into the ground, bring the ball up the court, putting your hand up. Okay, you're running two, you're running two. No, Lonzo gets the ball. If you have you running, Lonzo's throwing the ball. You're gonna get the ball. And then he's depending on you to make a decision, you know, pass, shoot, whatever. The other great thing about Lonzo is he's a he's a 
he's not necessarily an assister, but he, like he's a hockey assistant dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's always going to put the next guy in a position to make the right pass to get a basket. And not all point guards are like that. Some point guards want to get like, I need that assist. Like it's in my contract. Like I gotta have, I gotta have, I need these nine assists a game. But Lonzo was like, well, all I'm trying to do is win these games, man. Like it doesn't matter if I get the assist as long as we score. And he's constantly putting guys in positions to score. Like, yeah, it's easy to talk about the defense, but the, like the he made that pass last night to uh, Derek Jones in the, in the paint. And it was a knuckleball because I swear it was moving all over the goddamn place. It didn't go in a straight line. It was swerving all over the place. And like, like it went right past the defender's hand and it felt like it curved around it. I don't know how they do it because it's not like this is Lonzo specific, right? I was watching Charlotte last night too. And LaMelo does the same goddamn thing. I don't know what, like, I don't know what they, like how they do it. <laughs> and, La, and LaMelo is a different type of, of, of point guard. Like he likes to dribble a little bit more and shoot a little bit more. But Lonzo is a type of guy, like if you need me to score, sure, I'll take some shots. Like if you need me to pass the ball, but he like he lets the game come to him. And like that's really good because in the past we had point guards that were pressed. Like Kobe was our point guard. Mm-hmm. Sadoransky was our point guard. And it's like, man, Sadoransky shooting again? Man, I like <laughs> I, I didn't have a problem with Sadoransky being a Chicago Bull, but being the starting point guard was point a huge guard. goddamn yeah. problem. Yeah. Like, man, Sadoransky <laughs> took 12 shots. How many shots were he took? Two. Larry's taking two shots. Sadoransky's taking 12. Like, this is craziness. Or you'll throw in Kobe. But, man, Kobe is going like 500 miles an hour. Like, the rest of the guys are down the court. And Kobe is – okay, he's turnover. It's another turn. All right. You know, but you don't get that, Lonzo. He knows when to push the ball. He knows when to lay back. He knows when to get the ball up court quickly to Lonzo – I mean, to uh, DeMar or to, to Zach or Derrick Jones. Or when Pat was here, he was really good at getting Pat basically layups and or dunks when mm-hmm. Pat was playing, you know, he takes, I think he, I mean, obviously he takes really, he takes pride in making sure that the guys are taken care of. Kind of reminds me of what people have said about Scotty back in the day. Like, man, Scotty would be like, man, I ain't shot in like, I ain't shot. Like you ever taken a shot in like five possessions to am about to get you a shot. And it feels like he does that all throughout the game when he's playing like, okay, like DeMar has been shooting. Zach hasn't taken a shot. I'm about to get Zach a shot. Okay, we're going to do that. I'm going to, you know, the, the backdoor cut. Like, they try to do that backdoor cut like three or four times a game. Mm-hmm. And then when it doesn't happen, he allows Zach to come back around, and somehow Zach is over for a three. Like, Lonzo was setting up all of that stuff well in advance of a play even being called. Mm-hmm. He's a coach on the floor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he really helps the Bulls offense, even if it doesn't show in the stats because people are like, Lonzo needs to average, like, double digits. I'm like, if you look at the production, though, like, how many points is he producing every game? Not how many points is he scoring? Like scoring is great, but how many is he producing? And if I think if you look at it like that, even with hockey says he's probably one of the largest point producers in the league right now. Definitely at the point guard position. It's not just scoring. Yeah. Made well, a great one, point there. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to say, Kurt, because he made a great point um, talking about Lonzo getting other players involved. And that kind of goes back to what I just said about, you know, Billy Donovan and the coaching and instilling c- trust and confidence. Because when you do that, that instills trust and confidence in your players. Mm-hmm. And you you saw him doing that with Tony Bradley. When Tony yeah. Bradley was just dropping the ball, he kept dropping yeah. the ball, kept dropping the ball. Billy Donovan didn't take him out, and Lonzo didn't stop going to him. They you kept gotta, trying to get it. him involved. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're <laughs> like, you'll get it. it. You'll get it. You'll get it. Because he has soft hands. You know? I like that. Yeah. Go ahead, Chris, yeah. please. No, and, and one thing um, I want to say about Lon- Lonzo in the offense is that so it's kind of two things, right? What one is that he doesn't—he's not a point guard 
that needs to penetrate because he doesn't score well going to the bucket. So he doesn't get to the sense where you, he goes to the bucket, he draws to people like see Dash or something, kicks it out because two people at the guard would pay. Because he doesn't do that often. He has his game, he has the game that you see now when he does it, when he gets like the hockey assist, which is great. Um, also, with him on the floor, you know, you have a great point guard when your team doesn't look confused. You like, like, like he doesn't want to a couple of times, and maybe a couple of times you have to like bounce the ball in four or five times, but. But like when he's on the floor running the offense, no one's not knowing what to do. They they move with purpose. You know, we we seen people uh, you know, on the team like Sadaransky trying to run offense, like he's mentioned Kobe White, like trying to run offense, and the offense is standing. People know what to do. We have a, we have that dude that's somebody special. Your team is confident in that in, in the play. They're confident on the side of the floor. They know that the guys will give me the ball or the plays gonna be executed well. And every time the Bulls have the ball all on offense down the court, uh, you know, on the court, no, on the floor, in the game, you you, you just see there's, there's 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 not like a I don't know what to do. There's a confidence with them and purpose with it, 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 it which what they move. I think they're all I think that comes from uh, Lonzo being a point guard and pepping the ball around and not pounding the floor. That's a good point, um, Jerry. Let me move to this because there are two players that Bulls fans have continued to attack and come after. Oh, actually, there's more than two, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm gonna stick. I just want to specifically talk about these two. Uh, one is Nikola Vucevic, um, whose numbers have been scoring numbers, I should say, uh, have been down. Uh, but I it doesn't bother me because his scoring numbers down. It's still what like 15 and 12 a game, mm-hmm. and he, yeah. he still falls like an assist short of triple doubles, and he still hits very key buckets for this team. Uh, what do you uh, say to these Bulls fans who are just still getting on Vooch and don't think he's got it yet? And do you think uh, Vooch will break out of the scoring slump, we'll say? I think he had already done that, honestly, like right before the COVID thing happened. And this is a sidebar. Fuck Philadelphia. Um, and B shouldn't have been playing. They knew he shouldn't have been playing before then. Mm. And I'm fairly certain he got COVID from Embiid. Back to Vooch. Okay. So what you'll see is if you've been watching the Bulls games, teams are throwing zones at the Bulls consistently, yeah. consistently, yeah. you know, the zone. Yeah, because, and they're only doing that because Vooch isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, when a team tried to throw the zone at the Bulls when Vooch was there, they would flash Vooch at the high post. Then he would make a decision, corner, shot, whatever. They don't have anyone to do that now. Right. And it's, like, that's why the offense gets stagnant at points because, um, who did it? Who did it? Uh, right. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas. Dallas almost ran exclusive zone when they were playing the Bulls, especially at the late stages of the game. It was a zone the whole damn time, and the Bulls could not break it. They couldn't because, one, they tried to have Bradley do it. I think Golden State did it, too. That was the real that – was, that was the game. Golden State threw that zone out there, and they had Bradley, like, like Dub was saying, they had Bradley trying to play the Vooch role. They had him in the, in the dumping spot where, you know, he gets to make a decision. Obviously, that's not his game. He can't do it. Credit to Billy, he took, you know, that he took Bradley out of that role and put Derrick Jones Jr. in it. It works out a little bit better, but it's still not perfect. It's still not what you want. The value of Vooch isn't the scoring. It's everything else. It's the threat of him scoring. It's the threat of him hitting the three, the threat of him rolling. It opens up everything for everyone else. Like Zach and DeMar have had to work a hell of a lot harder to get these baskets because he's not there. And he broken out of that slump. He had broken out of it. He was ready. I mean, it was the last two games. It was very clear. He had the second, um, the fourth quarter in that game against 
who was it? Um, who did they play before he um, before he got COVID? I can't remember, but it was the fourth quarter of one game where he had like a few buckets. And then the next game, he kind of went crazy in that game. I think he had 21 points, 20 points. He shot well. Then the next day we find out he has COVID. He's out for 10 days or whatever. So, you know, you have to look. It's, it's surface level stuff when you look at the points. Like, I think that's an old mentality of like watching basketball. Like, oh, man, this dude isn't scoring any baskets. But like his floor game was always well. He probably had one bad game and it was that 76, that second 76ers game where the floor game wasn't very good. But every other game he played, he played well. You can't just look at points. He offers so much more and he helps the other guy so much. It's obvious when you look at him without him. Uh, it was the, the Nets they played after they played Philly. They played okay. the Nets. Okay. Yeah. And it, I think it was in that fourth quarter where he hit a couple buckets. I think he mm-hmm. hit a three at the mm-hmm. top of the key. It was like a big three that he hit at the top of the key. Like finally yeah. he hit a guy dog on three. And then the next game, what was the game after that? Uh, the game after was Boston? the Mavericks. Mavericks. Okay, the Mavericks. Mavericks. And that's okay. So he had he, he he I think he figured it out. I mean, he's a notoriously slow starting dude. Just yeah. give him some time. Eighteen and ten that game. Yeah, eighteen. And, okay, he had eighteen and ten that game, and they they couldn't stop him. He was posting up everybody. They tried to put anybody they could mm-hmm. on him. Poor Zangus was on him. Dwight Powell was on him. He's posting up the little guys, jump hooks, drop steps. I mean, he looked confident. He looked like Vooch again. Yeah. And the offense was humming when he was out yeah. there and he was doing his thing. Like you need him. Like, I don't know. I mean, it looks good. It looks good right now because they're winning. But uh, you have Vooch in that game against Portland, and they don't lose that game. No. Yeah. They don't lose yeah. that game. I, I And the other thing I, I would see Vooch do, like, continuously was hit those big shots uh, that the Bulls needed because I immediately thought of – and we talked about that Pistons game. In that game, the first game of the season, that trailer three, that he came down and he hit, and that gave the Bulls, uh, I think it gave him a one-point lead or brought him to within one. I can't remember. It did one of those things in the fourth quarter. The Knicks game, when they make that furious comeback, another trailer three by Vooch in the fourth quarter late, that was huge. That was colossal. He hit a big three that that brought them um, the lead. And then, like you said, you just mentioned that, uh, that other trailer three. That he, like he, He'll be slumping the entire game, but like you said, you can't lay off of that dude. You know what I mean? You can't just forget him because – as soon as you do that, he'll hit it. And I think what gives me why I wasn't concerned, Jay, and we talked about this, like, I think it wasn't concerning me, is because the shots he's missing are wide open shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are shots we watched him make his whole career. They're wide open. And since they're wide open, I'm like, oh, he's just missing them. Oh, okay, yeah. well, he'll get back to it. It's not like guys were double teaming him and he was just fighting it up, you know what I'm saying, or just nope. taking bad shots. There were wide open wide shots, open that, shots. That he was getting, and he, they just weren't going in. I'm okay with that because I'm like, that just means you're having an off time. You know what I'm saying? And you'll get back to that soon. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about Vooch uh, and that. Chris, uh, you want to add? Yeah, I just think the thing, that, at, least, at least for me, is that I think, and I love Vooch, of course, I, love, I want him to come to Bulls. Right. I think he'll be, I think he'll be fine, uh, is that we want to see this team at its peak. and We haven't seen it yet. That's the issue. Right? Last year we were awesome. kind of robbed of it. That's I think that's what that's that's what I want to see. If I'm at a Vooch, I'm like I, I want to see this team when Zach is rolling, the Rose is rolling, it was healthy, and Vooch is rolling. Can we see that once? Mm-hmm. Can we can we just get that when everybody's over? Can we eat that that ten oh that's that ten and two? You know, yeah, you know, you 10 out of 20, yeah. That, that, so that, I think that's what people want, and in order to get there, Vooch has to play well. 
And to your point, Vooch wasn't getting back on track. And one thing I do like about Vooch is that I was a little disappointed, disappointing his, his performance in Philadelphia because be, like, he was like playing like he was scared to be, which he shouldn't do. But maybe Vooch he knew he did, had COVID. Well, maybe he did. <laughs> and, and, and I, <laughs> let's go to Mother Mother yelling again. Wait, wait. Why are you playing with COVID? Should the players just quit the game and tell him you have to get out the game, don't play? Because he has COVID. I said, Mom, don't work that way. But, uh, <laughs> but he got COVID. Like, you shouldn't be playing. They should get together and don't play the game. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I like Caboose, like you said, Dave, bad game, but still knows that he's the kind of player that I should take that three point shot trailer, right? He, I like the fact that he still thinks of himself as the, as the, as the type of player, uh, uh, you know, a high echelon player. Where where some I'm, I'm I can make big shots for my team. You know what I'm saying? I'm not shying away from it. He started shying away for a little bit right before he got right <laughs> before COVID. But but you know, Vuce will take big shots because he feels like he's a great player and I should take these big shots yeah. that they didn't need it. So I'm so yeah, I'm I'm confident Vuce will get back on track and um and hopefully we get back on track. No one, no one gets hurt. We can see the Bulls team actually come together, form healthy, and everyone playing at their peak. Yeah. The uh, the other play I wanted to talk about was Kobe White. He's the other one that everybody is just losing their minds over. Trade him, get him out of here, send him to the G League. He's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And his, let me count, one, two, third game of the season. <laughs> 33 minutes of play. Yes, well, it, total. Yeah, it, it was July, right? It was July, right? It was July. It's a yeah, it was. Yeah, it was definitely the summer. No, yeah. I think it was earlier than that. Like, I wow. think it was early. It might have been June, like when it, yeah. when all this went down. But it was early. It was very early. Um, Dre, what do you have to say um, to people who who just don't think that he's got it now and are ready to get rid of him? And man, relax, relax, relax man. Like, if you don't do something for that long, how good are you going to be at it? I, I challenge anyone that's talking about Kobe White, who's like our age, like 38, and hasn't like hasn't rode a bike in like eight, nine, ten years to go try to ride a bike right now. And tell me how well you perform. You're gonna like a goddamn deer, a baby deer on ice trying to ride a bike. And he's out there playing, you know, high caliber basketball against the best basketball players in the world. He's not there yet. He doesn't have conditioning, he doesn't have his legs. Like He's getting, I mean, the best thing that you, we said it, you just said it about Booch. Kobe's getting wide open shots right now. He's probably never gotten wide open shots as a Chicago Bull. He's getting wide, oh, he's just missing the shots because he doesn't have legs, he doesn't have rhythm. He's only playing, I think the first game, he may have played like five or six minutes. Then the next game he played 11, and I think last game he played 11. So he hasn't played even a full game, a 40, he hasn't even played 48 minutes. He hasn't played a full game of NBA basketball and we're ready to, you know, get the tiki torches and, and burn them at the stake. Like, chill out. He's a young dude. He's a, he's a bucket getter. And you don't forget how to get a bucket. Like he went to the basket. I think he was one for six last night at one for seven or all, all wide open shots. He had one layup. I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm look, take as much time as you need. I'm sure tomorrow's in like, Oh no, more shots for me. You know, I'm sure he's okay. I'm sure he's like, okay, young fella, why you get your shit together? We got it. Like Bulls fans have this thing where it's like it's crazy because it's double-edged. Like sometimes they like guard packs, like we can't trade our guys. We gotta keep this guy, you gotta keep him. And then other times, like, get this guy out of here. He's only played like two games. I hate him. 
Like, be, you know, don't 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 be like that, man. Chill out. Let the dude get his game get his game back. He'll be all right. We saw him play well at the end of last year. You think he forgot that? He didn't forget that. And the shots are going to even be they're going to be more open this year than they were at the end of last year. Just you know, let him play. He'll get it. That's a, that's a big point. Is that there, uh, there are a lot of things right we could throw into this right. If you have a jumps and like, you know, what I'm saying, can he jump? You know, what I'm saying, like jumping is weird. You know, mm-hmm. you play basketball, so he shoot lip. It, it, it feels weird until you get it right. But uh, not only that, but he's also he's on a new team. This is not the yeah. team. <laughs> he you know, know so he, what to, to your point, he got his shots. He had to get his shots a different way for for he's been for years since we you know since he's been with the Bulls. And so he had to adjust to. I might just have to stay in the corner a little more often, and just let guys give me open shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a it's a different people, different team. Everything's different. He just like he woke up from a coma, and he and he's playing <laughs> to a different family. The sister growing up, riding a bicycle now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, oh, grandpa lost weight. You know, wow, he look good. You know, wow, so we got a new house. Oh wow, this house look great. Where the room at? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yo, <laughs> I like that analogy. <laughs> he woke up. Oh. He had a whole new family, a whole new thing. <laughs> right, and then, and then he's like, you know, then he got to learn how to walk a little bit again. You know, got those, you know, get a breakfast different times. So they did a little different, you know. So and like and honestly, for me, and I'll be honest, I don't mind trading anybody. You know, it's all about who you can back. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, Durant coming here, Kobe could go. You know what I'm saying? But I like Kobe. I don't think Durant's coming here. But um, not yet. It, not yet. Not but yet. it's interesting though because, like, I don't know who's trading. Yeah. Though. I, I don't doubt AK and NBA. NBA is weird. You say players aren't going to be traded all of a sudden. They they're here. But I, I just have a general question and, and to you guys. This is this is hypothetical. Hold on. Oh, no. Let me let me because I want to say this real quick about. Okay, Kobe. go ahead. What about Kobe? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like. But chill, <laughs> like just chill. Three games in, and I can't tell you the amount of tweets I get from people like, "Dude, are you ready to have a discussion about Kobe White? Like, he's got to go. He's got to get out of here." I said, "Guys, let him get reacclimated. At least give him a month to get back and figure things out, and then we can have discussions on this stuff." No. Not three games in, he has not played. He he didn't have a mini camp. He did not have an off season. He did not uh, have a preseason. He's just been thrown right in, and he's still on a minutes restriction. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be weird and different for him. He went up and missed a wide-open layup. When have yeah. you ever seen Kobe White do that in his life? All right? It ain't right for him yet. He's getting there. Allow that man that time to figure it out and to get there and get reacclimated. You need your shoulders to shoot, guys, and he's a shooter. <laughs> It is important that your shoulders work. So since he couldn't use that, he's going to lose some things. He's got to gain it back. Like Chris said, waking up out of a coma, you also got to learn how to walk again. Coming up out of a coma, man. Like you can't just say, oh, oh, got some good rest. All right, let's go home, guys. (laughs) It's not how that works. (laughs) You need some time. You know what I'm saying? Like you need some time to get reacclimated and figure things out again. Just give him that time, man, to figure it out. And, And the good thing about it, what I do like about it, I haven't seen him get lost yet on the court in these three games. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen him, especially on the defensive, which is, you know, he's not a great defensive player, but he has he's been attached to his assignment. 
is what I'm saying. Like, I haven't seen him just like, oh my God, he, he just destroyed that because of Kobe. Oh, that's Kobe. Kobe. You know what I mean? I haven't pointed anything out like that. He's been in his positions. He's still playing on the floor and knowing where to be. I credit that again to Mo Cheeks, to Caruso, to Lonzo, to guys like that, that making it easier for him like that, who are removing thinking uh, from, because like I tell you all the time, that's what great point guards do. They remove thinking. So Kobe is, I like what he's been doing on the offensive and defense, as far as just the movement of the offense and, and, you know, knowing where to be on the defensive end and things like that. Because quite well, honestly, before, that was a that was something people were pointing out was a problem for Kobe yeah. White. But the fact that I'm seeing him still do that now, like, yeah, I give him, I give him credit for that because the shots are gonna fall. I'm not worried worried about that. Before the before you ask that question, the other thing that people don't realize is like he's been dropped into a situation and they're humming already. Like they're mm-hmm. they're moving. Everybody knows what they're doing at this point. He has no clue what he's like. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Like you can't put a like you know like okay if you've ever hooped and the winning team loses a dude and they pick you up like <laughs> like it's it's weird because they've been doing like they won like ten straight games they just picked me up like they've been doing what they've been doing and like but I do what I do right I don't know how to fit what I do into what they've already done that takes some adjustment not just from him but for the rest of the team too and I like what I'm saying is that they're still giving him his shots. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's that open shot. Take it. And no, mm-hmm. you know, no one's taking those shots away from him. So, like, just not just give him time, give them time, mm. because, you know, that's talent. We're adding more talent to our team. And you want to get rid of that for what? Like, who can you get? <laughs> no one ever asks that answers that question. Like, there's no end game to the trade. They just trade. <laughs> Shut up, Bull right. fans. Shut up. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Patient. Well, to back on that, I wonder, I wonder this year, maybe he should reside his, his, himself to being like a more of a, a spot of shooter and then all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe this year he shouldn't shine to be the old Kobe. I don't know. Maybe this year he should like, right, I'm just going to be a three-point shooter, you know, marksman, whatever, this, this, and then, and then get myself there like, over, you know, next year, whatever. I don't know. But like I said, it's weird. But I had a question, you know, like, like the Bulls, we could say, you know, right now, I think they're you know, a good, powerful way for going to the, you know, being a, being a contender for championship, right? Mm. And um, or a good player away, and uh, so I'm I'm just curious, like who uh, who would you be willing to part with <laughs> if you if you had like say Braxley, Miles Turner, or one to come to the Bulls somehow, take over the contract, or what is it with you and Miles Turner, man? He's a good player. You've been talking about Miles Turner for Turn, days. I, it's, it's only a couple of good power forwards to leave, man. I, I don't have a lot to shoot from. <laughs> but dude, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> uh, Thompson, yeah. Thompson. No, I'm, I'm just I'm just saying it hypothetically, like like okay. you know, like you no, know, like. Like if we had to make a move, because like we are willing to play player away. I don't know who the player is. Maybe he's not out there this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying though, like, who are you willing to part with? Who will be the first in the shopping block for you? Uh, it's important to know for me who, in this hypothetical, who that player is that the Bulls are trying to. Yeah, get. no, we don't do this a lot. That's why we don't do it a lot. And that's why it's do. hard for me to answer this because yeah. I don't know exactly who we're trying to get. But I mean, you know, I think everybody on the bench is available. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to pick up that piece just depending on who that i mean i'm not giving you caruso I, I can't give you guys who i think are instrumental to the core of what's going on with this team so i don't want to remove any of that um but the interchangeable pieces like uh alizé johnson uh quinn cook matt thomas tony bradley even even though i like tony bradley a, a lot and i think he's very important and uh, bulls fans need to relax on him too he's important mm-hmm. okay he's going to be very very important to the Bulls' success this season. Um, but yeah, I think guys like that 
if you're trying to make that move to get you a power forward. Because I think that's what throws me, Chris, because when you say Miles Turner, I immediately think center. starting lineup and yeah. center. Yeah, right. starting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, like, starting. But starting, I have yeah. one of those. And that's why it's hard, because I'm like, but I got Vooch in there. And I can't, I'm not taking Vooch out for mm-hmm. Miles Turner. Like, I'm just not doing it, because the chemistry of, of what everything is. So, so yeah, like, but yeah, I think everybody right now on the bitch is bizarre, but it's hard to mess with the chemistry that the Bulls have right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I said that right now because right now they're not a championship team. You have to do something. AK just not gonna sit back and be like, all right, this yeah, team's this good. One, bro. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but you know, I'm like, like they're, they're, but they're one good, you know, maybe they'll be kind of maybe Dre, you could say, you know, wait for wait for Pat Williams to come on board and, and do his thing. You know, again, third year in a row, came had to hard to play, hard to play basketball. It was like we all all, all brother, are impatient. Broke his, That's what I'm saying. I don't blame him. I'm just saying, no, like it's you, you know. Don't say it like that. Come on, three years in a row. We're waiting on him. Come on, what do you got? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, 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 we all want to win, right? We all don't win in the window, and it's there. And the window's kind of there. And I'm just curious, like, if AK will put a trigger on trading someone we love, like a Pat. Like, Gonna be ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes, what would you give up for him? I want to give up Pat Williams for him. I give a, I may give a, what's he do? I may give a, see for this year. If I thought, okay, so you asked me, would Harrison Barnes make, make this team a big, a big, a big contender? He's playing pretty well this year. Okay. Then, so I think I would get rid of him for Kobe if it's the championship. Uh, Kobe, uh, and like you said, we got a bunch of, uh, you know, Isaiah with other guys on the bench. And you had to give it somebody else. Um, test Kobe. I wouldn't give a Pat for that. But okay. Pat, but Pat, but you think you probably have to give a Pat because like that's what you think Pat's going to kind of be. Let, let's let's um let's stay in let's stay in Sacramento. Marvin okay. Bagley. I, 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 I think Marvin. I think he's the perfect. Dave doesn't hey, want him. I think he's the perfect. He is he is the he's the Lonzo Ball of this year, right? Get him another team. I think I hope no. It's funny. I that might you lot. might that might you may have a point there. Go ahead. But I, but I think if he's on another team, because I'm his father's angry at them or whatever. I think if he goes another <laughs> team, it's a fresh start. I think that I think he would kind of you know hit his hit his peak you know as far as his potential, and the Bulls have shown that two players like that right on this team, yeah. you know Caruso and Lonzo, they done that, and I think cheap right at the point like they exactly Levine get them cheap, and then you know of course of course his value rises, but when he's you know accelerating as a, you know as a player on the Bulls, perfect. Perfect, right? Perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, buy low, but you can probably sell a high later on or whatever. But you can have them mm-hmm. at a good price, um, and I think I think he would fit very, very well. I, I'm confident that a player like that would play well with the Bulls. But uh, my problem with him, one of the reasons I didn't want Bagley is that dude has made it known he's he wants to start. Period. Like I want to be a starter for this team. I don't think he can come in here and just immediately jump into the starting lineup. With this team, he's going to be coming off the bench to play. He's on a losing team, though. You I understand like, that. Like he's on a losing team, like, and, and he still can't play. Like that—that's the thing. That's the thing that yeah. changes me for yeah. when you when you compare him to Lonzo. Because yes, and that's a good comparison. But they still weren't saying Lonzo sit on the bench. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like we don't even want to play you. They not even playing him, man. Like mm-hmm. that's crazy. Like like all the talent and all the things we know he has and all that stuff. They're still like. No, bro, go sit down. Now that and again, I'm not saying that's a detriment to him. You know what I'm saying? Or or that could be more of an indictment on on Sacramento 
and what they're doing over there by not playing a guy of that kind of talent. But I'm still looking at it saying, you're still not playing talent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, I'm not even putting you on the floor, dog. Like, get out of here with that. And the one year left on his contract also makes me not want to do it because mm. even if he comes in here and does that, this dude trying to get he his money back. That has been known. You know what I'm saying? He has made that known and he's made that official. So if you're telling me you want to be a starter and you want to get paid, that means when you come here and you perform, you out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? After that's over with, because you can't do that, both those things here, because Patrick Williams is here. Yeah, that's his starting position, bro. Like, you, you ain't getting that. So, you know what I'm saying? So he doesn't want to do for you as far as the championship. But does Harrison no. Barnes do? Does Harrison Barnes? Harrison Barnes is a good player. Yeah. He's Off a very the bench, good player. yeah. I like Harrison because Harrison Barnes has won a title. Like, okay, I, I so, saw it. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, I'm willing to forego. I guess you got, you, got, you got to do that, right? I don't know. You gotta get rid of somebody. I just, I just know AK. I don't think they come back obviously with the same team next year. And I know that he no. looked at that and like, no, man, man, this year if I could make a move this year somehow, it just accelerate the process. And, and yeah, I, I think, I think I'm prepared to have a guy that I like go. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I like well, Harrison Barnes. Perfect. Yes. He's a good player. Yes. I think he's I do like player. Harrison Barnes. I think he got a real – I mean, he, he sucked in that um 20-whatever finals against – Ooh, missing some wide <laughs> open Cleveland. Boy, yeah, he man. missed a lot. He missed a lot of shots. Man. But I, I, I think he got a – I don't think his career should be judged by what he did in that particular finals and, and only that finals. And I think I that's agree. what people do with him at this point in his career. But he's been he, – he's good. I mean, yeah. dude is – what is he, a career what? Like uh, 36, 37% three point shooter, maybe, maybe even higher than that, maybe like 38%. Yeah, he's 30, 38% from three. He's a 45 average shooter from everywhere else. But I mean, he would definitely fit with the Bulls. But then it always goes back to that thing where I don't know who I want to give up for a guy like yeah. that. Yeah, with somebody. And keep in mind, he's averaging twenty and seven. This season. Yeah, like that's insane. Harrison Barnes is ball. He, you know what I'm saying? And he's he so shooting forty two percent from three. He is yeah. so perfect with his team because, like, he's so we see this team is smart. Yeah. Harrison knows his game. He's like the Rosa. He's like the, the version of the Rosa in a way, right? Yeah. I got my spots on the floor. I operate. I'm going to hit him. You know what I'm saying? I'm paved. So he knows who he is, mm-hmm. and it's like. It's like I'm, I'm. I'm just like I'm not. I'm like somebody's gonna go. Yeah. I, th- I think AK's like man. I'm, I'm, I'm. We're so close. You don't even get so many chances, man. And I think the only person that would be it, it would it would be Kobe because the damn sure ain't gonna be uh, Pat because that's their guy. Yeah, Kobe ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Kobe isn't. It'd be Kobe. <laughs> that's true. He is the, that guy. And and just to stay in Sacramento since we're keeping in Sacramento, <laughs> we just gonna <laughs> we gonna keep, we just gonna keep pilfering players from Sacramento and snatching people from there, man. <laughs> Gotta talk about my, my man Chris knows I want Tristan Thompson yes. to be on the Chicago Bulls. As right, far when as they cut him, he can come over here too. And exactly, yeah. And and when I said this on Twitter, yeah, when I said on two people hit me back. Like, I'm not paying all the money. I'm like, dude, the buyout is all yeah, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about. Getting him now, breaking him down. No, when the buyout occurs, and it's going to happen at that trade deadline, that fire sale is going down. When that happens, then I think he would be a perfect fit uh, for the Chicago Bulls as far as the ball IQ and as far as their need for another big man. You know what I'm saying? Another uh, tenacious defender and rebounder 
because he's great offensive rebound. He has been his whole career. And just a guy who has a basketball IQ. Mm-hmm. He is Another champion. And a champion. You know what I mean? Like, we, you can bring all those pedigrees in, and I think they fit well with the Bulls. And plus, I'm not asking him to play, you know what I'm saying, those big old minutes and stuff like that. I'm just asking him because it will be situational. You know what I'm saying? And he would be a good fit for those situations where you know you're going to need, like, say you're playing the Knicks or, or those kind of teams. You're going to need a guy like that, man, to give you more of that uh, ferociousness and that yeah. tenaciousness, man. I think he would be a great fit. I agree. He's the player that, that does really good around good players, too, as well, because he cares more. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he'll, he'll be – yeah, he's, he's a very smart player. Yeah, he's over there player. pissing them off in um, Sacramento, so yeah. <laughs> he, he won't be there long. That, that no. I can tell you. <laughs> the right neither will their right coach, the neither will their former overall number one. Yeah, nope. it's a lot of people that are going to be leaving Sacramento. They'll be starting over again. They're talking about people want them putting in De'Aaron Fox and trade and trade rumors. Like they're going, they're breaking the whole thing down. We, we put the De'Aaron Fox in trade rumors years ago for years. And they, <laughs> the trade rumors was to get him here. Like, yeah, like, even though he had the massive, the massive contract of his, it was like impossible. But yeah, you know, we could dream. <laughs> we could dream. Oh yeah, there were, there were tons of dreams. Tons of dreams going on. Um, so the Bulls are are pretty much coming to the end of that gauntlet of games that they kind of went through with this team. And I believe if I got it right in my head of those 12 games, they are seven and five um, going into this uh, Knicks game that they're going to play. So coming out of this guys, uh, it looks like the Bulls will get Vooch back. You know what I'm saying? He'll be back. Hopefully Kobe Kobe will continue to get better and continue to be reacclimated. And you see what DeRozan and, and all these guys and the rest of the team are doing. What do you guys expect from the Chicago Bulls after this big gauntlet of games where the competition is kind of level out? You'll be playing Houston. You'll be playing Orlando. You'll be running these teams down. Um, what do you do you expect? I don't, I don't want to say let down because that, that's a strong word. Um, but what, do you still expect this high-intensity basketball uh, from the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Dre, I'll, I'll start with you. Because sometimes yeah. teams play down to their competition is why I'm asking. We haven't seen them do that yet. Um, and I don't I don't anticipate that'll happen. You know, one, Zach, obviously he's tired of losing. And he's been playing like it all year. You know, games where we should probably lose. You know, he's taking the cue from DeMar. And it's like, we're not losing. We're not losing. So, they're beating the teams they're supposed to be. And that to me is like the first sign of a team that's ready to take a step instead of losing to the Orlando's losing to Detroit, you know, losing to Cleveland who, you know, Cleveland's actually pretty good this year, but you get my point. Yeah. Yeah. Evan Mobley is a monster, but Mm -hmm. the teams that you're supposed to be, you have to start off beating those teams first. And that was a problem with the bulls teams in the past, right? We'll luck up and beat a team that we weren't supposed to. And then we lose by 20 to anybody. Anybody. The Washington Generals. It could have been anybody. You know, that's what the Bulls would do. But now they're beating the teams they're supposed to. Like we were supposed to beat the Clippers. Mm. They're a good team, but we're supposed to beat them. Mm. We're supposed to beat the Lakers. They're not a good team. No, they're not. Even, Even with LeBron, clearly, they're not a good team right now. We're supposed to beat them. We did. You know, beating Golden State would have been, you know, would have been a cherry on top. But it didn't happen. We were playing three games and four nights, but they fought the Trailblazers all the way through and still could have won that game. We were supposed to beat Denver without Jokic. They did. 
these are all games. And when we, I, we go on this, it used to be the circus trip, no more circus, but the trip's still there. We go on this trip, we play five games, we got five losses. <laughs> like, that's just the way, like, we can schedule it in. You pencil it in. When is it? When is, November what? Yeah, that's five losses. We're going to lose all yeah, those games. Yeah. It doesn't matter who the teams were or how good they were. We were out west, we're losing. You beat the good teams sometimes. You beat the bad teams more often than not. So we could beat up on these guys, you know, stack our record. That's what we're supposed to do. We're a good team now. I, I anticipate that continuing. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you this, man. Is there a game, and you can pull up the schedule so, so you can see this, but is there a game coming up for you that you just are going to kind of stamp as, you know what, they, they win this game right here, we, we really official official. Like, is there a game or a team on the schedule coming up? Like, you just like, because they went through this gauntlet. And for me, it was the Lakers game. When I mm-hmm. when you beat the Lakers, I don't care how good or bad the Lakers are. The Lakers are always the bar. Yeah, because, you know they, because they because they win, you go, well, it's the Lakers, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when you, and, and everybody's watching. All eyes are on the Lakers all the time. So when you beat them and the way they beat them, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's serious, serious business now. So is there a game coming up that you're seeing that you're just like, yeah. I look yeah, at the, that's the stamp. I look at the schedule, and, of course, at the Knicks. I want to beat the Knicks, so I don't like the Knicks. But this uh, game gets Miami on the 27th. Oh! Because um, <laughs> both teams play hard, right? Both teams play hard. So, uh, yeah. I want to I see that, and, of course, you know, the Jim Butler thing. And, uh, yeah. I, I want to see both Your teams. Boy. Of course, they will. And uh, see who comes out on top. Um, that's a game. That, that's the number of stick. You got Charlotte coming up. Man, I'm not scared of Charlotte, but everybody. Brooklyn. The ball bowl. Of, <laughs> of, of course, the Bucks. of course, you know, we, that game comes mm. up. You know, you want to see how we handle Giannis. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right now I'm looking at that game against Miami. Um, another measuring stick. So, yeah. Yeah, they're playing well. And, yeah. Is that like that for you too, Dre? Like the Miami yeah. game, that's the one? The Heat game is the one because I think me and you talked about this before the season. And I was like, I think we're better than them. Yeah, we had this. And like, everybody's talking about them. And I'm like, like I don't want to – I mean, me, I, Bull, real fans that are, you know, no basketball, like, no, the Bulls are going to be good. Yeah. You know? yeah. And everybody's like, no, Miami is like a top three seed no matter what. Get the hell out of here. We don't know that. We don't know that. We have no clue. Like, that's a team full of dudes that are constantly injured. We don't know what that team is going to be. So screw that. The Bulls are better. So yeah, I want to beat them, and I don't want to just beat them. I want to beat them badly. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Is one I don't like Jimmy, so I definitely. He's been playing well. Jimmy's been playing well when he's playing. When he's playing, he's playing well. I mean, he's not always like thirty and five these last two games. Yeah. He's, he's been. Nice. Yeah, I mean, he had like a week break. He should be as rejuvenated as anybody else. <laughs> he's taking LeBron like hiatus is in the middle of the season. Jimmy's like 30 years old. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> but he did play for Thibs, so he does have play for Thibs. Yeah, he, so he, so he's really like 42. Yeah, he's like 42. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I wanna I wanna beat them uh, badly. And yeah. the team it was like a few games that Miami had where teams kind of like really exposed their issues. And one of the bigger issues that I saw with that team is when Jimmy is not in the game, they can't do anything. They have no one to score a basket. They can't run offense. Nothing happens. It's stagnant as hell. And if the Bulls can take advantage of that when DeMar is out there with the second team, I think they can go ahead and take that take that game from them. 
You can't be standing against this Bulls team. <laughs> no, you cannot. And, that, and that's their biggest problem. Like, Lowry is good, but he's not a scorer like that. He's not going to be on the – he's not like DeMar. You go, you put Lowry with the with the second unit. It's like he's just going to take all the shots and score all the baskets. No, he's still out there trying to run offense for, like, Jimmy Neutron and um, and Tyler Hero. And Tyler Hero is having a good season. This year, but I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool on Miami, man. Um, you know, and it really pisses me off the way people would talk about them in comparison to the Bulls because everyone was, the, you know, bad fit was bad fit. And I think, you know, that's turned on his head. So I think I think we could take that game, but it's definitely the measuring stick going forward. Mm. I I agree with both you guys. Like, it's, it's that heat game. Because looking at them coming up, you got the Knicks on Sunday, the Pacers right after that on a back-to-back. Um, then you got the Rockets, then you got the Magic, and then that's when, when you play the heat. So I don't know if – it's just in my head. Maybe Zach Levine sits one of those games with the Rockets or the Magic just you know sits just to sit because i'm you know the thumb and all that so even though the thumb seems to be fine now yeah. <laughs> like, it seems to be quite the, okay the rosen needs the rest man I but about DeRozan, yeah DeRozan. like i'm thinking about zach and the rosen and maybe those guys you know might sit that rockets game and something like that maybe which would be honestly that would let me know the bulls are really a big league team that's the <laughs> big league teams do you know what i'm saying they rest their starters we saw golden state bench everybody yeah. you know what i'm saying and still Detroit, won. and still, still won won. by three with Jordan Poole dropping 32 on They back, by the way. Oh, it's yeah, the man. only team I've seen the Bulls play where I'm like, they're just better than us. Yeah. yeah. The Steph only Curry, team. Steph Curry just makes everyone so best, much better. My God, it's, it's man. Like, how can you be mad watching Steph Curry? I'll just be like, dude, like, what you want me to do? Like, like oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I love that dude. Him and him and KD are my favorite players. But the small yeah. thing about Golden State is that a few years ago, everyone was talking about their draft picks and how they weren't working out. And now everyone's eating crow. Um, Jordan Poole, great. Like everyone thought Jordan, Jordan Poole was going to like, Jordan Poole, what the hell? That dude is awesome. Yeah. Everyone was talking shit about the Kaminga pick. That yeah. dude is going to be the career extender for them other three guys yeah. because he's the one. Mm. Like Bulls fans were watching him like, man, DeMar can't do shit. He couldn't do anything because that dude is a physical freak. He's athletic as hell, and when – I mean, he doesn't even know how to play basketball right now. He's just out there doing this off of pure athleticism. That dude's the one. And it pisses me off because if it all works out for them, they're going to be right back where they were a few years ago. Oh, man. Winning rings. Hey, Thompson, does, 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 Thompson doesn't even have to be man, as good as he was. Yet. He right. ain't even got clay yet, man. That's why I keep – like, that's terrifying, honestly. Like, what are you going to do when Jackie Moen come back? What are you going to do? What you do? Like – if he's and, even and half of that, and see people will let him get reacclimated to the game when he comes, he's struggling. Guys. Yeah, they won't yeah. Be screaming, Golden State Clay fans Thompson. are gonna say, "Oh, okay, well, Jordan Poole will just take fifteen more shots. It's all <laughs> right. good. It's all good. <laughs> Not let's time, trade Clay. him for Marvin Bagley Jr. <laughs> 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 or is he the third? I don't know. <laughs> but man, dude, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. So that Miami game will be coming up. Uh, it will be at the UC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's gonna be one, guys. That's going mm-hmm. to be a game. That is the that's the measuring stick right now. Because honestly, when they go against each other, they, that might be the top two teams record wise in the East uh, yeah. when they play each other, depending on how this week goes. So uh, we're gonna see. We're gonna see, man. It's, it should be a fun game. Thank y'all for listening, though. Thank y'all for checking us out. Thank you for enjoying the show that we do here. Uh, Dre, please let people know uh, where they can find you at and check out your podcast. 
Yeah, sir. like you said, we did pod- we did a podcast last week. It was about the Bulls, according to sources. You can find that on ETMF Podcast Network on all your streaming platforms. Um, A2 sources on Twitter, according to sources at Gmail. If you want to send Chris any hate mail, everybody else does. You might as well get hip to it. Other Chris. Find me. Not, yeah, other Chris. Not Dub. Not Dub. Chris 10. Braswell. <laughs> hey, shout out to Christian, man, because honestly, he is really great. Like his writing is excellent. You know what I'm saying? He's a really great writer, man. And I just, I'm, I like what he has to say every single time. Like, and I, you know, he's really he's learned from me. He's really learned from me. <laughs> I want to take credit for every good thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hold your pen like this, brother. Like I'm gonna use pen since 2021. What are you doing? I'm trying to give him as much game as I can, man. He's learning very well. But no, Chris, yeah. Chris is great. And he he really works is. very hard. Um, go follow actually go follow all his streaming um, platforms. He snacks on Bulls Live, snacks on at Twitter. Everything is snacks with him. We called him snacks one time, so that's his man, that's his that's brand. It. He, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Uh, Dub, please let people know where they can find us. Yeah, man. So you can show, you know find us on ballsports.com, sports.com. Say it with your chest. <laughs> but of course, you can find us. On, uh, you know, of course, any podcast network platform or in your device, you know, uh, uh, what you got? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere online, just the podcast, we are there. Um, also, you can help support us. Uh, shout out to all the uh, fans out there who donate a buck or two on a regular basis. Um, you actually keep the podcast up. Like, you know, like we have to stay in the podcast with storage. That was $7, Kevin. Thanks a lot, buddy. Appreciate it. We upload the podcast. So thank you for the donations. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, you go to ballsports.com, sports.com to donate. Hit the donate button. Uh, I am at ballsports1 on Twitter. I tweet now and then weird stuff. And sometimes I tweet about bull stuff. It's okay. More then. More then, <laughs> More then than now. <laughs> Well, I'm there. I look at the twists. I'm there. He's I'm there. You can there. follow you can follow me at Ball Sports. Uh, we also on Instagram at Ball Sports, um, and also you can check me out on Locked On Bulls uh, with my guy Matt Peck. Um, every single day of the week, uh, we're talking Bulls. Um, anywhere you uh, listen to podcasts, we're there, and we're also on YouTube at Locked On Bulls, and also Bob. Is on YouTube as well, so you can check us out there. You can catch live streams of us talking, Matt and I doing Bears games there. You can catch um, these shows that we do, uh, these podcasts that we do. Catch them there as well. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for checking it out. Uh, thank y'all for joining us. It feels good to actually talk about the Chicago Bulls being good. This is the first time we have done a show together, all three of us, <laughs> where the Chicago Bulls have been good. So it feels good to have that discussion. For our family, for our cousin, for our guy Dre, for my man Chris, aka C Dub, I am Big Dave. And we out. Till next time, y'all. Peace.